Hey, this is Pastor Michael Petit from Calvary Chapel, Divine, Texas. Would really like to thank you for taking time to check out our podcast, our Sunday sermons, and our Wednesday night Bible studies. You can always share this, download it, or even find it on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, SoundCloud, and pretty much wherever you can find a podcast. You can also find out about our church service times. We have our Sunday service at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night Bible study at 7 p.m. We're located in the Market Media Building. It's located at 203 East College Avenue, Sweet C in Divine, Texas. Plus, if you need to get any other information from the church, you can do all of this at our church website at calvarydivine.org. That's calvarydivine.org. Here's today's teaching. So we're going to be in uh, Psalm 139. It's kind of where we're a jump-off point. We normally don't do topical studies. We normally are verse-by-verse, chapter-by-chapter church. But this was something that I thought that the church needed to talk about, us. So because this is going to be a topic that you'll probably be discussing with a family member, a friend, or a co-worker over the next uh, probably few months as this political football gets kicked down the field. And, and what I want to do is make sure that you have a biblical understanding of life and the way that God sees it. Um, uh, one of the things we do want to do, and, and I want to say this just as a, as a, uh, just a, a reminder that we live in God's grace. And God sent his son Jesus and every sin is forgiven on the cross, including abortion. And, and, and there's a lot of guilt and a lot of shame and, and a lot of hurt that comes with it. And I want you to know that God can heal all that, that Jesus can heal all that. And, and so we, we, we're not coming to the scripture to, to try to beat anybody down. We're just giving you the scripture of God. Uh, Psalm 103.12 says, As far as from the east as from the west, so far does he remove our tra- uh, transgressions from us. God forgives sin. And so what we want to do is we see that recently the, um, the topic of abortion, whether it was through the Supreme Court decision uh, of Roe vs. Wade, um, the, the, the news and the politicians have run with it. And, and it's a problem because what, what we're seeing as, and the reason why I'm addressing it is because they're, they're using this to say that the Christians are the extreme right that are trying to prevent this. And if anybody was smart enough to, to kind of look at the, the subject without emotions and feelings, because every time I see somebody, they're just screaming at the top of their lungs, or they're, then they're not making sense. Uh, and, and when we look at it, we look at it through the lens of, of did abortion get stopped? No. It's still happening in states, and states are actually trying to extend it to, to give it all the way up until birth, up to 28 days after birth. And we're going to talk about all that. But the one thing that we need to understand is that just in 2020 alone, we, we killed over 930,000 uh, 930, babies. How much did COVID kill in 2020? 350,000. That's a perspective that we need to wake up to. We lost more children to abortion than we did to COVID. And 
And the other part of this, and, and I'm just giving you some details here, so as we dive into this, you have, you have an understanding of why the world is upset. The world's upset because Planned Parenthood is a $1.3 billion industry. Did you get that? The B at the end? $1.3 billion. Alone, government funding is $533 million. So some politician has to make sure they get funding. The Plan B bill uh, that, that uh, is across the world, they're expecting that pill to be $1.2 billion this year. $1.2 billion on the Plan B, which has become contraceptive for a lot of women. They just take the pill. We're actually financing scientists in labs to work on fetal tissue, on vaccines. I'm going to read something that's going to blow your mind. This was actually when the news was the news. This is from the Seattle newspaper in 2015. Seattle. The National Institute of Health spent $76 million on research using fetal tissue in 2014. Over 50 universities were involved including Yale, Stanford, University of California, Berkeley, Irvine, Los Angeles, and San Diego, and San Francisco. And they were given over $76 million. And that's from the Seattle newspaper as they were questioning fetal tissue research. Seattle, Newsweek, this is recent. Newsweek, these are all disinformation stuff that goes out there now, but we see Newsweek actually did an investigation in Pennsylvania because the University of Pittsburgh was actually using infant scalps, fetal kidneys, and live aborted infants used it for organ harvesting. That was happening at the University of Pittsburgh. And the evidence kept mounting, and they finally had to admit that they were doing it. They lied under oath that they were actually fetal kidney harvesting, keeping the child's kidneys and organs alive. And who funded that? Dr. Anthony Fauci and the NIH. They were involved. And the government spends money on it. So we see, first off, why the world's upset. It's a money-making business, unfortunately. And they question the, when is the, the life of a child, and yet they say it's just a fetus. If it's just a fetus, why are you harvesting organs that are alive? Who's losing money? Well, part of the reason, and I shared this with you all before last week, is if you look at the UN and the World Economic Forum of the 2030 Agenda, they're not happy because they had planned on having abortion available throughout the world. That was part of population control that they were going to do. And, and this is nothing that, that Mike has just made up. This is actually coming from their actual website of the UN and their actual PDFs. They actually were planning on increasing 
uh, from 3.7 to, to 5.6 in sexual health and reproduction services. They had planned on increasing until this Supreme Court ruling. So we have a problem. And the problem is, is that people don't believe in God's Word. People don't believe that God had already talked about this in the Bible. When we look at this, this discussion, we look at it biblically through God's Word. We don't get into emotion and feelings. We don't argue and, 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 and fight. But what we do is we go through it as we look at God's Word. And we're going to look at it before the womb, in the womb, and out of the womb. And as we look at it before the womb, we see in Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5, it says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nation. And then you read that and you understand that God has plans for you before the womb. For every one of us. He wants us to, to follow His Son, Jesus Christ, but then from there He has plans for you. Long before you take your first breath into this earth, He's planning not only before the womb, but in the womb and out of the womb. We know in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, it says, For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Like when we give our life to Jesus Christ, we give our heart to Christ and we repent, Jesus says, hey, I'm gonna, I got something for you to do. You're not sitting around waiting on heaven. God has, has a call on your life. Every one of us. And he had the call before you were in the womb. And it doesn't matter what your abilities or your weaknesses are. He uses every one of us. Just as Sarah said. The foolish things of the world to confound the wise. I mean, who can be more foolish wearing a shirt like this on a Sunday? I got a lot of flack when I walked into Grace this morning. <laughs> They're like, ooh, that's colorful. I was like, yeah, that's the only one that was clean. My wife was out of town. I had to put something on. <laughs> but he works through us, and he works through us through a loving submission. He works in us as we obey him. We are people of faith, and, and as we are people of faith, we talked about it knowing the scriptures last week and how important that is. Because when you know the Scripture, you know that God had a plan for you before the womb. It may not have ended up the way that you thought, where you're at right now. But everything, God's going to work out for good. The Apostle Paul wrote in Galatians, I love what Paul wrote in Galatians chapter 1, verse 15. He says, but when, he had, but when he who had set me apart before I was born and who called me by his grace. Now you think about it. Here's Paul who used to be Saul, who used to kill Christians and separate families and put people in jail. And you think this man would be the least qualified person to be a follower of Jesus. And yet Jesus called him and yet Jesus had set him apart. So what you see right now, as Christina shared so awesomely this past weekend, we cover our sins and the hardness of our hearts with band-aids that don't cover and, and eventually bleed. 
and the blood starts out showing out of the bandage and you can't hide it it comes out the hurt the pain the stuff that you're going through and yet God has a plan for every one of us and yet we're created in his image and you have to understand it's an act of God it's the work of God no matter what circumstance that you're in God, God can show up and show out. And He gets the glory. But you have to remember that even when a child is born out of wedlock or a child is born in rape or incest, God's allowed the conception to happen. Can I ask a dumb question? If you had a four year old or a five year old that was born out of rape or incest would you kill him so why would you do it you see the reasoning here it makes no sense well the child's going to have autism kill it four years old I can't deal with it no more I'm done no But yet God is the one that allows conception because he's preordained it before the womb. He has plans for you. As we look in the womb, and this is one of my favorite verses, that's why I picked Psalm 139, verse 13. It says, For you form my inward parts, kidneys, organs, seed of emotion and affection. That's what that word means, the inward parts. What are they harvesting? The kidneys. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully, wonderfully made. That's the title of the, 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 the teaching today. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I pray that you would know that. It says, wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you. My frame, the word in the Old Testament in the Hebrew is actually bones. Bones. So you see the, the inward parts, the word in the Old Testament Hebrew is kidneys, organs, seed of emotions, and affection. And then the frame being the bones being intricately woven together, right? Because it says it was not hidden from you when I was made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. And the thing I always think about is Ezekiel, when I read about bones, right? Ezekiel 37, verses, uh, uh, verse 3, And he said to them, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, you know. Then he said to me, Prophesy over these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord of God to these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter you, and you shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and will cause flesh to come upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live, and, and you shall know that I am the Lord. As we read that verse, as the dry bones come to life, we think that even in the womb God is putting together the kidneys, the organs, the affections, the emotions, the bones. And what happens when they do an, ab an abortion? When they're pulling out the child, they're ripping the bones apart the way you would a chicken. 
when you're eating it and you rip the thigh off and the leg comes with it and it gets thrown on the table. When they rip the arm out. See, they don't show you this stuff on. Like if, if somebody would actually sit down and watch the procedure, they would understand how horrific it is. And when you see that, that leg come out, you understand that it is a life that you are killing. You're murdering. And then it says in verse 16, Your eyes saw my unformed substance. You know what the word is in the Hebrew there? Embryo. Isn't that crazy? Embryo. So you cannot tell me that, that the Word of God does not deal with life at the very beginning of conception. Do you understand that 95% of biologists, whether they're atheists, non-believers, or followers of Christ, believe that life begins at conception? 95%. 95% of biologists believe that life is at the moment of conception. But this is not a moment of conception argument. This is a money-making business. And a lot of people will have their hands in the pot, including politicians. See, I want you to understand something that's very, very important. Is this is not a pro-life or a pro-right or any of that stuff. I serve the party of God. That's it. One of the things I've realized is I'm not left, I'm not right, I'm for God. Point blank, that's it. I'm not telling anybody what party I am or what, what, how I vote. I vote through God's word. That's how I vote. That's it. Biblical worldview, that's how I vote. And, and so when we look at this, when you have over 95% of the biologists believing, that's biologists from Yale, Harvard, Stanford, some of the top biologists. In, uh, there was a biologist that was an atheist that became a Christian because he looked at the evidence of conception and said there's no other way for this to happen except through a creator. Job 31.15 says, as we talk about in the womb, he said, did, he, uh, did, he not, who, uh, did not he who made me in the womb make, make him? And did not one fashion us in the womb? See this, when I read this and I was thinking about this, I have a, a, a child that's going to be a grandchild that will probably be in this or, world in about two weeks. Abraham. Grandpa wanted to name him Bob. And then my granddaughter says, no, no, Bob. No, Bob. That's what I told her. I said, I'm going to get you a shirt that says no, Bob. But Abraham, he'll be coming into this world. And, um, and I think just how uniquely different each of them are, each of my grandkids. You know, sadly, there are things that we, if we talk about, Abortion, you have to talk about um, birth control. And this is where people get a little, eh, right? But when you have women that are using birth control, that there are two types. 
you have one that is preventative birth control, which prevents conception of new life. And, and aborted birth control, uh, which deals with destroying the fertilized egg. And that's where the morning after pill came out of. And that's become, unfortunately, for a lot of people, what they use now, uh, just for contraceptive, sadly. Um, and, and so science teaches us that life begins at fertilization, at, at, at conception. It's a scientific fact. You can't hide it. The organism exists after fertilization that did not exist before. This new organism, and this is very important to you understand, this new organism has its own distinct DNA different from his mom and, and father. Meaning that it's unique, it's a unique person at the moment of conception. The embryo grows and it, it starts delivering a heartbeat within 22 days. Blood is flowing. The eyes are, are coming. One of the things I think about is we talk about blood, we talk about life, and how, how the Scripture talks about life and blood. In Leviticus 17.11 it says, For the life of the flesh is in the blood. And I have given it, to, uh, given it for you on the altar to make atonement for your souls, for it is the blood that makes atonement by the life. And see, when we shed innocent blood, think about Cain and Abel. What did God tell uh, Cain? He, he said in Genesis chapter 4, verse 9, it says, Then the Lord said to Cain, Where is Abel, your brother? And he said, I don't know. I, am I my brother's keeper? And the Lord said, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood is crying to me from what? The ground. The ground. If we look at Psalm 106, 106 verses 36 through 39, because this is where I believe our nation is. It says, they served their idols, became a snare to them. They sacrificed their sons and their daughters to the demons. They poured out innocent blood and the blood of their sons and daughter on whom they sacrificed to, uh, to the idols of Canaan and the land was polluted with blood. And thus they became unclean by their acts and they played the whore in their deeds. That's pretty blunt. And we're sacrificing our sons and our daughters and the blood is on whose hands? The United States. You think the reason why we're going through what we're going through is just because we just needed to go through it? Or because we are guilty and we have blood on our hands? The land is polluted. And let me tell you something. One of the things I, I want to be very blunt with you, Satanism is on the rise. And these TikTok videos are teaching them how to, how to, there's a new form of witchcraft that's being put out there, of Wiccan, something new. They're re-branding re, re, um, uh, it, so to say, for the kids. And stuff is happening. And so are, do we see that our kids are being offered up to demons? Yeah. They are. 
Proverbs 16, uh, Proverbs 6, verse 16 uh, through 19 says this, There are six things that the Lord hates, seven that are abomination to him, haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that make haste to run to evil, a false witness who breathes out lies, and one who sows discords among brothers. When I read that, I think about every politician in Washington. Because they're making it seem like this is something we need because it's women's rights. My body, my choice. Six months ago, you were trying to make me take a vaccine and it wasn't my body or my choice. And see how quickly things flip. I'm telling you, it's not just a political football. It's what the devil is using at the moment. Gender was a big thing a few months ago, remember? Okay, that's not working anymore. Let's go to, let's make it about abortion. And I can attack the church that way. And I'll, I'll blame it all on the church. Gender. The LGBTQ community, it's all on the church. They don't understand it's not the church, it's God's word. You're not coming against me. You're coming against God's word. And I know you may not believe in that, but you're created in God's image. And the hands of, uh, that, that shed innocent blood, the Lord hates. And the Lord's going to deal with. But let me tell you something. I can't tell a woman what to do with her body, but God can. In a heartbeat. Exodus 20.13 very bluntly says, You shall not murder. And you're shedding innocent blood. There was a reason the Ten Commandments were up in our schools when we went to school. Thou shalt not steal. Honor your father and mother. And I look at those Ten Commandments and we're not doing none of them. And we don't, even, we don't even talk to them about... I, I think I saw a video not too long ago. They, asked, they went up to people and asked them about the Ten Commandments at a Christian concert. They couldn't get them out. One of the things we talked about this weekend is how illiterate and how there is so much biblical illiteracy in the church. People don't open their word. We used to worry about illiteracy with our children. And yet, they don't even open God's word in our home, the parents. See, God's view needs to be shown to them. God's word needs to be shown and lived out to them. See, God views life before and in the womb. God knows the moment of conception. No matter what the, the circumstance may be, it may be sexual immorality where it's not a husband and a wife, but a boyfriend and a girlfriend, but God's allowed it. Let me tell you something. Sometimes the biggest thing to get your eyes off yourself is a child. Because we are some selfish, narcissistic people. And when children need, they need. When they're born, their every need is on mom and dad. To be fed, to be changed, to be put to sleep. And that doesn't change just because your kids are 18. 
That doesn't change because look at where Miss Elba is. She's with her daughter as her granddaughter goes to what? College. It doesn't change. I spoke to my dad Wednesday before I came out here. Or came out to the youth retreat. You, you never stop being a parent until God calls you home. And that's when you're done. God cares and, and to understand in Isaiah 44, 24 it says, Thus says the Lord, your Redeemer who formed you from the womb. I am the Lord who made all things, who alone stretched out the heavens, who spread out the earth by myself. God creates. I made, I am the Lord who made all things. God allowed the conception. And child, and I can remember being a child thinking, I don't want to be here. Going through divorce, being bumped back and forth between houses. Just as the moment you feel like you're comfortable, then you have to leave. Thinking and wishing I was never born. But that's the devil. That's what the devil puts in somebody's head. And I have to confess, before I came to know Christ, I thought it was a woman's right too. I didn't know the Word of God. I was blinded to the things of God. I had been given up to a debased mind, as it says in Romans chapter 1, verse 28. And then God took that heart of stone out and put a heart of flesh. And as I started reading God's Word, I was like, oh my Lord, I was wrong. It's in God's word. And then as you start seeing the horror of the procedure, you start reading the scriptures and you start understanding that God formed the inward parts, the kidneys, the organs, the emotions, the affections, the bones. And not only that, but that he had a plan. He always had a plan for me. And I think of my senior pastor who knew not his father or mother who was adopted. Matter of fact, they're not even sure if he was born in Laredo. Who grew up to be a wonderful alcoholic. And then God got a hold of him because God had a plan for him has been a senior pastor and been my pastor for many, many years. Been, in, been walking with the Lord since the 80s. And I think, what if he would have been aborted? If the mom would have said, you know what, I just don't want the child. Because I can tell you that adopted person is happy that they got a family. If you ever watch YouTube or you go and you check out all these wonderful stories, there are people that have been raped, that have been uh, born out of incest, that have been born out of, out of wedlock, and they share their testimonies about what God has done in their lives. 
and yet we want to kill them. And they're living proof that it's what God created. See, the world will give you circumstances. They'll tell you, what if this happens or what if that happens? And that's the thing they keep bringing up, rape and incest. Very small. I think it's 0.1% or something. It's very small. And even then, God wants to have that child. He formed it in the womb, before the womb. I was thinking about just, we have these wonderful stories in the Bible of Sarah and Hannah and Elizabeth, Zachariah's wife. And I was reading that this weekend, and I was thinking to myself, if Elizabeth was to have a child, they would tell her to what? Abort the child, you're too old. Because it tells us in Scripture, as you look at Luke chapter 1, verse 13, and this is again, before the womb, and in the womb, it says, But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard. Uh, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John, and you will, have, you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. The child hadn't been born yet. And I love what Zechariah says in verse 18 in Luke chapter 1. And Zechariah said to the angel, How shall I know this? For I'm an old man and my wife is in advanced years. Something a man should never say out loud. And I, want, and I always think, well, Gabriel's probably just doing what the wife wanted to do. You're going to be quiet until the child is born. Right? But I love that. But I was reading that and I kept thinking to myself, I wonder what the world will do with an Elizabeth today. If a woman became pregnant because God ordained it in advanced years. Think about this. See, if we look at the circumstances through the lens of the Bible, God, if God wants life to happen, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And we see one of the beauties about that scripture is if you go down a little bit further in verse 41 of Luke chapter 1, it says, And when Elizabeth heard the greetings of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greetings came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Let me tell you something. Little Abraham's doing cartwheels right now in in my daughter's stomach. She's like, Dad, I just feel like he's doing tumbles, you know. I was like, he's happy. Ain't not a care in the world in the womb. Once that first breath comes, the world hits. And all. And blessed is she who believed that there would be fulfillment of what the, was spoken to her from the Lord. So, you know, the way that they look at it is, again, sin, uh, uh, the abortion, as we look at it, uh, has caused many problems in our nation. It's caused a lot of sin to, uh, to happen in our nation. And so, when we look at it outside the womb, one of the things that we see is, is we see that now states like uh, California and states like um, 
the District of Columbia are now authorizing uh, assisted suicide. Do you see what happens when we allow these things? Then we start allowing, well, you're, I'm, I'm old, I'm having problems with cancer, whatever, kill me. And they're doing it. And that's why we see such a, a disdain for life today. Because we, we have allowed innocent blood to be spilled. And, and you see people in New York, a guy ran, gets run over. And instead of providing help to the guy, they robbed him and left him for dead. Because we don't value life outside the womb. And I love what, what Genesis chapter 1, verse 27 and 28 says. So, so God created man in his own image. And in the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish and of the sea and over the birds of, the air, uh, of heavens and over every living thing that moves on earth. To be fruitful and multiply. So when we're aborting children, we're going against what God had intended. You get that? You're not being fruitful and multiplying. I saw a man in Walmart yesterday had eight kids. I was like, oh, sweet Lord. And they weren't like, they were little. And I was like, Lord bless you. That's all I told them. I said, I had five, but they weren't all like this, where they were like, boom, 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 boom. I was like, woo. Lord bless you. Be fruitful and multiply, bro. Right? And we have to understand our bodies of the holy temple. So when we give our life to Christ, and this is why I can't understand why Christians are pro-choice. I actually heard a pastor teaching on pro-choice. And he started talking about we can't take care of the adopted babies now. We can't take care of the babies that are hooked on fentanyl now. We can't take care of the people. And he went through this whole list of why we, we should be aborting people. And I thought to myself, why is he in the pulpit? In 1 Corinthians 6, verses 19 and 20 says, Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own. For you are bought with a price, so glorify God in your body. You know, so again, if, if somebody is a follower of Christ, they can't be for this stuff. We have to be for life. And we have to be for life before the womb, in the womb, and out of the womb. One of the things I love is in Isaiah 45, verses 9 and 11, it says, Woe to him who strives with him who formed him, a pot among earthen pots. Does the clay say to him who forms it, what are you making? Are your works has no handles? Woe to him who says to the Father, what are you beginning? Or to a woman, with what are you in labor? Thus says the Lord, the Holy One of Israel, the one who formed him, Ask me of the things to come. Will you command me concerning my children and the works of my hands? He is our creator. And if he's blessed you with a child, and even if a child has autism or has some other deformity, God has blessed you with that child. And God's going to use it to glorify who? Him. 
So we, we have to understand it's his creation. He's the creator. He has authority. And so, you know, what we're seeing in our culture now is just what is in Romans chapter 1, verses 28 through 32. And it says that they did this, did not see fit to acknowledge God. And God gave them up to a debased mind to do what they ought not to be, uh, not, not to be done. They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice. They're full of envy, murder, strife, deceitfulness, maliciousness. They're gossip, slanderers, haters of God. Insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil. Anybody who watches the procedure knows that it's been invented. That's evil. It's evil to see that happen. It's evil to just pluck and then, uh, no, hold on, we got to be careful now because we need the organs. It's, it's just crazy. Inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless, Though they know God's righteousness decree that, the, that, that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but give approval to those who practice them. And as we see these pastors, and I'll end here as we, we talk about out of the womb. In 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1, it says, Now the Spirit expressly says that in the later time some will depart from the faith by devoting themselves to deceitful spirits and teaching of demons. So there's a new bill that's trying to be passed because of the Roe vs. Wade decision that happened in the Supreme Court in, in Kansas. And the bill they're trying to do is to vote yes so that way they can stop abortions in Kansas. And they've had 30 pastors, priests, and reverends say no to the bill because they are pro-choice. 30 pastors, reverends, and priests want to have more abortions. And then their statement that they wrote, because they wrote a letter in the Kansas paper. And they wrote a letter to explain where they were coming from. And one of the things that they were using is they actually used scripture. And the reason why I'm giving you this is it's very important because people are weaponizing scripture to try to base an argument for abortion. And they're using Numbers chapter 5. And in the context of Numbers chapter 5, it doesn't say anything about miscarriage. Or abortion, but it is the judgment. See, they've taken the scripture out of context. And the judgment is a jealous husband who believes his wife has committed adultery. And he has to take her to the priest, and the priest prepares a bitter drink. If she's innocent, nothing happens. If she's guilty, then she's barren. And she has a deformity that happens on her thigh that she'll fall away but it, it lets them know that she was guilty of adultery now what happens if she would have been caught in adultery they both would have been stoned to death but this is what they came up with and, and, and the thing is it's very important to understand is what's happened is the NIV changed the word to miscarriage in the 1984 edition which is the wrong context of the scripture And so these pastors, reverends, and priests said they used that verse, and they said based on that, because it's talking about a procedure of abortion, and that's not what it is. 
is taken out of context of Scripture. And they say because of that, and this is their words, in Genesis chapter 2 it says, Life begins when the Lord breathed into man from the dust of the ground and breathed into the nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living being. So breath is equated to life, so therefore there's nothing about conception in the Bible. I just gave you, as we looked at Psalm 139, the embryo, the bones, the kidneys, right? The emotions, the affections in the womb. We talked about God creating them what? Before the womb. And these men are teaching the Word of God. And so it goes back to tell you that in 1 Timothy 4.1, now the Spirit expressly says that later times some will depart from the faith, but devoting themselves to deceitful spirits and teachings of demons. Unfortunately, it's a lie. And then they use Exodus 21. As they talk about the, the law of retaliation. So if a woman gets hurt and she's pregnant and her child gets hurt. Or she has a child and her and the mom get hurt. There has to be the law of retaliation. And again, the RSV version of the Bible decided to use the word miscarriage. But again, it's taken out of context. This is why you have to be a student of the Word of God. You have to know the Scriptures. Because they're weaponizing God's Word to eisegesis, which means they're putting their own opinion to argue their point. Everything I gave you today is exegesis, meaning that it is the context of the Scripture. And one thing you need to remember is when we study the Word of God, context is king. So we see that there is a... And, and they went on to say, this is their last little point, and I'll end here. This is from them as well. It says, we are concerned that removing constitution, constitutional protection from a person's right to an abortion will disproportionately affect those with unequal access to health care, including living in poverty, communities of color, and our trans and, and non-binary non non siblings. So they're saying that, look, it, it's going to impact, because they're people of color, they're in poverty, it's going to impact the trans community, and the non that has nothing to do with God's word. But these are priests, pastors, and reverends that have signed this. 30 of them in Kansas. And so we're watching the great apostasy, the, the great falling away happen before our eyes. One thing I want y'all to just remember to, for, for us is, is, is this. It's is in Romans chapter 5, verse 8, but it says, but God shows his love for us that in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God sent His Son to die on the cross so our sins could be forgiven. And, and that is the sin of abortion. 
And let me tell you something. If you look at the statistics of how many women that deal with, maybe not in their, like let's say they have an abortion when they're 18, 19, 20, but when they get to 30, 28, 29, 30, they start having depression. They start dealing with some heavy things because of the guilt. And yet God showed his love for us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And that sin went on to the cross. And he forgives you. But you got to repent. And we need to be praying for our nation. Remember, Roe vs. Way, all it did was what? Push it down to the states. Prayer shouldn't stop just because it's down to the states. You know, and I, and I hope this wasn't a, I wasn't trying to make this a pro-life teaching. I was just trying to say we need to, like, I see these two playing here and having a good time. And I, I say praise God. Praise God. Because I, we're blessed to have children. They are a blessing. They drive us absolutely, positively, tirelessly crazy at times. But what a blessing they are. And to think that God, at the moment of conception, genetically, your DNA was already put together. Funny part is, the same biologists agree that not only life begins at conception, but you're born male and female. Just FYI. There are no non-binary or binary. You're, you're born male and female. That's a whole nother teaching. Thank you so much. That was Pastor Michael Petit from Calvary Divine, Texas. Remember, if you need to get more information on the church, you can do that at calvarydivine.org. God bless.